What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Mastering Singlet and Relationships. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, y'all, I hope you had a wonderful week, and I'm praying you will have a blessed weekend. And I'm excited for tonight's episode because on tonight's episode, I will be sharing two keys when it comes to prayer. And these two keys were actually keys Jesus himself modeled when he walked on the earth. And I believe in this season as well, when we apply these keys into our prayer life, we will see supernatural results and we will break through in prayer. Now, if you've been tuning in thus far, you know that one of our things for this year is walking by faith and living by faith. I strongly believe that the year 2023 is one that's going to require you to again have unstoppable faith and to live by faith, not looking at your circumstances, not you know letting your feelings right or your emotions dictate your actions, but really making sure you're keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, you're keeping your eyes fixed on the word of God and believing the word of God until the end, and as well as partnering with God's word and partnering with God himself to see his promises manifest in your lives. Now, last week's episode, we talked about again, um, the truth about counterfeits. And so we touched upon um, the importance of discernment and praying as well for God to increase your discernment in the season. So that way you can partner with the right people. You can, um, you know, make the right decisions. You could take on the right opportunities because it's not everything that is presented to us that came from God. Now, the word of God, again, it says that every good gift comes from the father, right? And so if the gift is not good and if the gift is not, again, godly, is not bringing you closer to God, neither is it helping you to advance God's kingdom, then that is not a gift for you to accept. That is not an opportunity for you to accept. That is not a relationship for you to accept. Now, on tonight's episode, I really want to go ahead and share these two keys when it comes to as well how to pray. Um, and these keys are actually strategies as well. Now, when we come to prayer, often we come to prayer um, with our requests to the Lord. We're saying, God, you know, um, you know, give this to us, right? Or we're asking God something. And again, as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, there's nothing wrong when it comes to the point where you're asking God because you see God as your provider. You see God as your father. And as a matter of fact, when Jesus was doing um, the Lord's prayer, right, when he was uh, I'm doing the Lord's prayer, right? He was modeling it to us to seek God as our heavenly father, the one who is able to give us our daily bread, because we know that we need that daily bread, right? Which is every word that comes out of the mouth of God and also God's, um, you know, physical word to us, which is the, the Bible itself that we are able to read on a daily basis. Now, however, on tonight's episode, I want to go a little bit deeper and explain these two keys that Jesus himself modeled when he was on the earth. You know, I can honestly say that Thanksgiving, right, if it's not included in your prayer, it's, 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 it's to a point where I can say you're praying without faith. And so when you approach God in prayer, you ought to as well approach God with Thanksgiving. And I'm going to show you uh, two examples of this, approaching God with Thanksgiving. First off, when you come into his presence, right, when you come into his throne of grace, you thank him for who he is and you also thank him for all he's already done for you, right? And you just, again, exalt his name. You let him know that he is worthy to be praised, etc., etc. And then now then you can proceed and ask God what it is that you want to ask him. Now, once you do that, what it is, what it is best as well at this point is for you as well to not only receive now what it is that you ask God in prayer, but you thank God as well what it is that you have asked him in prayer. Now, I'm going to show you something. When Jesus was modeling to us prayer, he always shows us as well that when you thank God for what it is that you ask for, that in itself as well is you confirming that you receive what it is that you have asked for. So pretty much it's, it's saying that when you don't thank God for the very thing that 
for the very thing that you're asking for, it's as if a part of you still has not received completely what it is that you have asked in prayer. And so let me give you an example. Maybe you're praying God for healing and you're saying, God, can you please heal me of this illness? Um, or perhaps maybe you're saying, God, can you um, give me this financial blessing? If you're just saying, God, can you give me this financial blessing? But yet you don't say to God, once you're done saying, can you give me the financial blessing? Thank you, God, for this financial blessing you have given me. Or thank you, God, in advance for this financial blessing that you're going to give to me. It's showing God there's still a, a, a part of you that is not fully accepting what it is that you were asking him in prayer. And I want to give you guys an example of this. So if you don't mind, go ahead and open your Bible pages to Matthew chapter 14. I'll be reading Matthew chapter 14, verse 18 to 19. And all of these scriptures that we will be reading tonight is coming from the New International Version. And so Matthew chapter 14, verse 18 to 19, y'all, this is what it says. Um, and this is Jesus speaking. So it says, bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves, in the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. All right. And so this is what Jesus did. This is talking about the instance where Jesus was preaching and there was a huge crowd in front of him. And this crowd followed Jesus almost pretty much for the whole day. Right. And so there was not there was no food present. And who knows, maybe they didn't even eat food, uh, food to begin with that whole day. Maybe they skipped on breakfast. And so these people got very, very hungry. But unfortunately, there was only five loaves and two fish. Five loaves and two fish, and our human understanding can't feed these thousands upon thousands of people. But however, Jesus asked them what it is that they had in their hands. And you'll notice that the very thing that they had in their hands, which was the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus took it. Not only did Jesus take them, but Jesus lifted them up to heaven and thanked his father, literally. And so in this instant, we don't even hear Jesus saying, you know, Father God, multiply this fish, multiply these five loaves. But he literally thanked God for what it is that was in his possession. This is how we ought to be as well in prayer. We're supposed to thank God again for what it is that he has already given us. And we're supposed to thank God for who he is. And then lastly, we're supposed to thank God for the very thing that we're asking for as if it's already done. The people, to them, they didn't know what was going on. They had no clue that Jesus was going to do this miracle. But Jesus, his faith, right? And because, again, he is God in the flesh, he knew that this was not an, obst an obstacle for him. He knew that that, what, that which was in his hand was enough to feed these thousands upon thousands of people. OK, and so this is the first key that I wanted to go ahead and share with you guys on tonight's episode. When you approach God in prayer, this is your strategy. It's Thanksgiving. It's having a heart of gratitude. Not only is it important, as we mentioned in previous episodes, to make sure that you have pure motives. Right. And that your heart is is righteous before the Lord when you're coming to him. Right. And you're again, making sure you're repenting of your sin. You're confessing of your sins. You're not holding anything back from God. And you're making sure, again, that you don't have no selfish motives. You don't have no, no ill intent, you know, and you just want to, again, see God as your, your ultimate source. That's good. That's important. But what's also important is that you need to make sure that you're coming into his presence with thanksgiving. And secondly, I want to go ahead and add this as well. The reason, too, why it's so important for you to, you know, use thanksgiving as a strategy in prayer is because that is showing God himself you have faith. Because when you thank God, you're showing God you receive his grace. You're showing God you receive his blessings. And you're showing God, you know, you already know it's set in stone for you. It's already done. What you asked for in prayer is already done. 
speaking of what we asked for, I want you to quickly go ahead now and open your Bible pages to Mark 11, verse 23. Mark 11, verse 23. And again, everything that we're reading tonight, um, all these scriptures are coming from the New International Version. And so Mark 11, verse 23, this is what Jesus said there. He says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and, and, do, and, do, and does not doubt, excuse me, in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. And so when you literally are thanking God in prayer, that to you as well is a confirmation it's already done for you. And so if you're missing that Thanksgiving, if you're missing thanking God, you too, it's like you don't receive it where it is that you're asking God. And now I want you guys to still continue to just keep your Bibles to Mark 11, verse 23. And I'm going to explain why um, I say this. This is going to lead me to our second key, right, when it comes to prayer and, you know, the strategy that we need to use in prayer to make sure as well that we're breaking through in prayer and receiving supernatural results. Again, this is not manipulation, but this is you modeling out as well the way that Jesus himself approached prayer when he walked the earth. All right. And so when you see this text in Mark 11, which you just read, you're seeing that Jesus himself is telling his disciples to speak to this mountain. And this as well, it signals to us that we have to be specific in prayer. We can't just pray, um, for example, maybe you need money and you're saying, God, I need money. I need you to bless me with money. You saying that doesn't mean that God won't give you money, but you should be specific when it comes to the amount of money that you need or the reason why you need this money. You know, for example, I'll say this to you um, as an example. Maybe you need money because you need to pay your bills. So in prayer, you should approach God and say, God, I need this money because I need to pay my bills to support my family. Amen. And another reason why it's important for us to be specific in prayer is because it helps us too to be able to locate what it is that we ask for. For example, uh, let's say um, let's say you're praying in this in this context. Let's say you're praying for your future spouse, right? And how are you going to be able to discern this person when this person comes into your life if you weren't specific to God in prayer to begin with? You guys see wh where I'm coming from? Speaking of which, let me quickly go ahead now and take us to Judges chapter six because I believe Judges chapter six gives a greater um, example. What do I mean by that? If you open your Bible to Judges chapter 6, verse 33 to 40, it talks about um, Gideon, and it talks about how Gideon was actually asking the Lord for a sign, so that way he could know that the Lord, for sure, chose him to be able to defend Israel, right, to be a warrior for Israel, and to fight against Israel's um, enemy. And, and he was specific when it came to what it is that he wanted the Lord to show him. Very quickly, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. And also, I'm going to leave in the description below the verses that we addressed tonight. And so, again, Judges chapter 6, verse 33 to 40, it says, Soon afterward, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. Then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms. And then the men of the clan of Abazar came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulah, and Naphtali, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. Then Gideon said to God, if you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew, 
in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and he squeezed the fleece, the fleece and wrung out the whole bowlful of water and rinsed out the whole um, bowlful of water. Then Gideon said to God, please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. Verse 40. So that night, God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. And the reason why I wanted to go ahead and read this um, this passage to you is to show you as well the importance of being specific to God when it comes to your request, when it comes to what it is that you're asking for the Lord to do for you. It's not because God and himself can't do it. Because again, like we always love to say, because it's true about nature, God is omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. But at the same time, you being specific is showing you as well your faith level in God. And it's also to help you to identify what it is that you're asking for. So that way, when it arrives, you can say, wow, this is God who brought this thing to me. Or this is God who brought this person to me. This is how you're able to know that it's not a counterfeit. It's not um, something that is sent to you by the enemy. Amen. And it also helps you to build upon your faith when you see literally what you ask for manifesting in the natural. You can say, wow. God did this. This is a God thing right here. Truly, God is still a God of miracles. And now, I don't want to close this episode without touching on this as well. And so in the previous episodes, again, we really focus about, again, just really putting yourself in a position where you're believing God at his word and you also trust the nature of God. You know that if you're asking God something that is good, something that is righteous, something that will give him glory, this is not something that the Lord will withhold from you. And also, if you are in right standing with God, meaning you surrender your life to God, you surrender your will to God, the Bible itself tells us then whatever it is that we ask in the name of the Lord, he will give it to us because he sees that we're all about our father's business. And he sees that we are set apart um, to, to, to live for him, to live, to lift up his name. And so God is not going to you know, um, put you to shame. He's not going to ignore your request. And so maybe you're saying again, like, why is it, you know, this request is not coming to pass? Or rather, um, perhaps you've heard some people say, you know, once you have prayed this matter to the Lord, leave it in the Lord's hand and forget about it, or don't pick it up again, what it is that you brought to the Lord in prayer. But I feel that that is often a misconception. And I'm explaining this to you. Because for example, when you read in when you read, and let me just quickly go um, to this passage right here. I believe it's in the book of Matthew. Give me one second here. Yeah. So when you read in Matthew 6, verse 5, for example, let's quickly go ahead and read it. Matthew 6, verse 5, it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. And so many people, when they read that particular scripture, they'll say, oh, you're not supposed to pray too much. Or perhaps you're not supposed to keep repeating the same thing to God over and over and over again. If you do so, that shows that you're just like the Pharisees and that shows that you have a lack of faith. But if you think about it, the Bible also tells us to pray without ceasing, right? And Thessalonians, it tells us to pray without ceasing. And so which one should we believe, Right. Should we believe what we just read in um, the book of Matthew or should we believe what 
Thessalonians says to us, in particular, um, 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 5 or 17. Of course, we should believe both, right? Maybe you were saying to yourself, of course, because you can't just believe one part of God's word and just completely just, you know, reject the other part of God's word. God's word is without error. And so when the Bible was saying this, the Bible too was saying as well, when it comes to Matthew, right, what we just read, the Pharisees, when they were praying, they weren't praying because they were wanting to connect with God. They wanted for all the people to see them praying. This is, again, when it comes to the motives of, of our hearts. You know, are we praying to be seen? Are we praying to appear spiritual? Or are we praying to be connected to our Father? Are we praying because we know only God is our help, only God is our supporter, only God is our provider? And so this is what Jesus uh, meant by that. And so my encouragement to you is that, for example, maybe you've been praying and this matter is still not resolved. You should not just stop in prayer. You should continue to remain in prayer. And if it's still not resolved, then this is my last key to you when it comes to prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit what it is that you should do and how it is, again, that you should make sure that you are in alignment with God's will and purpose for your life. Amen. And so, y'all. That is all for tonight's episode. I really hope that you were blessed by tonight's episode. If you loved it and enjoyed it, please go ahead and share with a friend or two and make sure that you're subscribed to the Mastering Singles, um, Mastering Singles and Relationships podcast on Apple Podcasts and make sure as well you subscribe to our um, JLP Network YouTube channel. For other videos like this, y'all, just make sure that you again subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so that way when we release new content, you will be the first to be notified. And y'all, Please go ahead and share with me your feedback. I love hearing from you. And y'all remember, all things are possible, Christ Jesus. Until next time, peace out. Take care.